Midterm Mayhem. Midterm Mayhem. All right, every day at 4.05, we bring you Midterm Mayhem. It's the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 Midterm Election. All right, in today for uh, Chad, my buddy Bruce St. James. Hey, buddy. Great to have you here. Thank you. Thank hey, you for having me. It's good to have you here, man. Let's get into it. Uh, let me give you a polls first. Ooh, Let's do God. the governor's race. Governor. There's a new uh, Trafalgar. <laughs> are you pronouncing this again? Let's go with Trafalgar. Trafalgar? Yeah. Wise man, how are you pronouncing this? Traf- Traf- I've been saying Trafalgar. Trafalgar. Okay. Uh, here's, uh, here's what it looks like. Carrie Lake. 46.5%. Mm. Katie Hobbs, 45.8%. Mm, statistical tie. Within the margin of error, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I saw one the other day that had Hobbs plus seven. Uh, mm. So again, all I'm going to say is it's going to probably be a close race. Uh, if Carrie Lake can't get independence, she's going to lose. There so. hasn't been a lot of polling in Arizona on Hobbs versus Lake. As a matter of fact, this is really the first poll that's come out to let us know where that race is. All right. So that's the first thing. Uh, midterm mayhem, everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's go with a uh, uh, little Blake Masters. Okay. He's the Republican. Little Blake? Well, no, just like a little. There's a little. Oh, info I thought about, you were calling him no, little. No. I'm like, is he short? No, he's actually very tall. He was in the radio was. station the other. Day. I didn't get to meet him. Chad did, uh, and, and Chad said he he liked him. He had, okay. they had a good conversation. So we got a little news about uh, Blake Masters. Got it. Okay. Usually, I don't really care what people put on Twitter, but um, I think this is worth a conversation. So the AP, the Associated Press, tweeted this out. I'm going to read it, please. Leadership at the Federal Reserve has become its most diverse ever. There are more female, black, and gay officials contributing to the central bank's interest rate decisions than any time in its 109-year history. Okay, so Blake Masters retweets that, and he writes this. Finally, a compelling explanation for why our economy is doing so well. Oof. Well, here's the thing. What is he trying to say? Well, if can I tell you what I read? Well, if you read it as sarcasm, Masters wrongly believes the economy is doing poorly because he hates black people and women. That and there's gays. women, black and gays, and that that's the problem that we don't have enough white people running the Federal Reserve. And if you think he's sincere, that's even worse. He approves of the Biden economy and is pleased with diversity. So, what do you think it is? Because I don't know him. I mean, I. We, he says he was being sarcastic, which means he was being. I don't know how else you'd read it. He was being. He was making the argument that the problem with our economy is there's too many women, black, and gay people working in the Federal Reserve. Now, why would someone say that on Twitter? I have the foggiest <laughs> idea. <laughs> don't just, know, I'm just why saying. would you say that <laughs> well, when you're running for office? You can say it, you know, if you just, you, you're just a poop stirrer, you know, but you're a troll. But why would you say that? I don't know. That's why I don't know how to take it. Am I missing it? Like, which way are you taking it? I think he was trying to be funny and doesn't realize how it comes across. Okay. So, so I think that's being generous. Yeah, but I don't want to just label the guy a racist because I, I don't know. Like, there's no smiley face or anything. Winking at the winking no emoji. Wink. I don't know what to think about this. I have no idea. But it is a little ridiculous. It's I mean, weird. Yeah, it's weird. The problem, the reason our economy's gone to hell is because the Federal Reserve is diverse. 
He's basically saying, you know what? My favorite colors of people are white, <laughs> okay, right, off white, <laughs> slightly more white. Oh gosh, and opaque. Well, that's not going to do well in Arizona when people well, go to vote. Especially when you're when you're you're somebody who's run in the Republican primary, and you're trying to pivot. You know, you you, you want to appeal to the centrists, the moderates, because that's who decides elections. Right. The base is who they are, and they're about equal. It's the people in the middle. How does that appeal to the average, you know, working family in in Mesa? It doesn't. They're like, well, that's kind of off, you know. Yeah. You know, it's really, and 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 if you're female. If you're a person of color or if you're you gay or sympathetic towards it, he he's basically said, I'm not your guy. It's weird. There's no question about it. It's just odd. Is it sarcasm? Is he telling the truth? I I don't know. Midterm mayhem. Well, we bring you the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. So we've gone over some polls uh, for the governor's race. Uh, By the way, there is a poll out. Uh, can I can I point sure, out yeah. the poll for uh, Masters versus Kelly? Same thing. The Trafalgar Group, uh, the first one that's really come out now that we know who the nominees are, and it has Kelly up by four. If I'm Blake Masters, I'm loving that poll. That you're within four points. Yeah, I'm loving that poll. Yeah, forty-eight to forty-four, Kelly over Masters. Well, I saw a poll the other day that said Kelly plus ten. So wow. you know what. Who knows? It's it's almost a little too early to try and Agreed. figure these things out. Oh, can you imagine what could happen in the next 30 days before ele- or 60 days before election, 90 days? Yeah. Come on. All right. So Blake Masters looks like he's wiped Trump's endorsement from his website. So what do you mean looks like? Well, he did. OK, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to put a fine point on it. Yeah. He also took away and we talked about this the other day, uh, something that he had under how he feels about abortion. He says. 100% pro-life. He took that away, too. Right. So, so no exceptions for abortion. Make it illegal. I don't I don't understand. Well, I understand why he's doing it. But just you should just tell us who you are and stop making us guess, because I think that's squirrely. You're either 100 percent pro-life or you're trying to hide that you're 100 percent pro-life. It's like being almost pregnant. Like you could Right. Be who you are. Yeah. And, and appeal to that. Again, he's trying to pivot to the middle, but his positions, in my opinion, were so extreme to get the nomination that it's really hard to come back from the precipice. So I don't see Trump on the webs. Trump endorsed. I'm not seeing that. Uh, the uh, the the Republican running for attorney general, uh, Abe uh, uh, Froman. What is his name? The sausage, King, the sausage King of Chicago. Chicago? Abe Hamaday. Thank you. Okay. Uh, he got rid of some of the Trump stuff on his website. So I, I understand pivoting, but okay. So my question would be: those who supported them, mm-hmm. well, are still you get, still are you okay vote. with it? You're, you're fine with it. Do you believe that they just were giving you a wink and a nudge to get your endorsement, or do you understand they have to basically lie to win a general election? Maybe that's what it is. Because as an independent, I look at this and I say, now you don't want Trump, right? Yeah, like. That now I know that's a bunch of crap. Larry, can can I tell you I saw something? Yeah, noticing it because I drive all around the valley Mm because I live out in God knows where now. Right. Um, The signs, the campaign signs, certainly for the statewide offices, I see different signs in different parts of town. It's interesting. Yeah, in some parts of town, I'm going to use Congressman Schweikert, who I I know we've had around here, Um, Republican, conservative, big R's. Yeah. Other parts of town. 
keep David Schreikert. No mention that he's a Republican. Nothing. To, and I'm, I'm guessing they must have data that says in this area, yeah. maybe not as red, not as R. So you just want to be the incumbent. You want to be a good guy, smiling face with your family. Over here, be sure to remind people that you are Republican. And the D's do the same thing. Yeah. I thought it was really. Carrie Lake in Pima County. Took the Trump endorsed, took the Trump endorsed off. offer signs well, and just say Carrie Lake. But yeah. up here and in certain areas, Trump endorsed. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, both sides do it. No question oh, about yeah. it. All right, that's it. Midterm mayhem. Every day at 4.05, the madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. Coming up right now, it is time for Five Spot. So here's what we'd like to do. Uh, one of the big news stories we've covered today, three kids in Arizona have gotten their hands on guns and brought them into school. And when we say three kids, seven years old? 12, 9 years old. Ugh. All right. We want you to call us if you have guns and young children. Okay. You have guns and young children. Call us at 277-5827, 277-KTAR. We're going to talk to you during five spot. You have guns. You have young children. 277-5827. Five spot is next. And Chad. All right, Five Spot, where we put you on the spot about a news story everyone's talking about. We've asked you to call if you have guns and young children. Um, we've had three kids in Arizona get their hands on a gun and bring them to school. When you say kids, you mean kids' kids. Second grade, fourth grade, seventh grade. Good. Yeah. Seven, nine, and 12 years old. So we want to ask you uh, if you're a gun owner, you have young children, how do you keep them out of your kids' hands? And, you know, Bruce, you, you mentioned this during Becky Lynn's newscast. Do you teach your kids gun safety? Do you show your kids the gun and say, listen, you're never to touch this thing? Yeah. I mean, okay. I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, let's start it off. Caller number one, Bob in Maricopa. All right, you got young kids, you got guns. So how do you keep them away from your kids? I have, uh, I have two fast access states, which are bio biometric uh, ones. They use my fingerprint. So I have my regular safe, which is uh, just a you know a large, normal safe. Um, we've taught her. Um, my wife has a fast access safe also, and we've taught her. You know, if you, if you encounter one, go find an adult immediately. And um, we don't leave them lying around. They're locked up. If we need, you know, some of those bump in the night, we have our fast access. But but your point is, if you were to go to a friend's house, if you see a gun, you tell an adult. That is a good way to do it. So it's not only locking up the guns, it's teaching your child what to do if they... Come across one. Yeah. Yeah, never know. John in Avondale on KTAR. You got young kids and guns, so how do you keep uh, how do you keep the guns away from the kids? You know, it's really just about education and exposure, in my opinion, with my boys, how they're raised in our house. Okay. Uh, Education-wise, they, I mean, tell them exactly what the intent of a gun is for. Hmm. Um, and how, the, you know, how old are your kids? How old? Nine and fifteen. Okay. Nine and fifteen. When did you start them? When did you start educating them? Uh, well, the nine-year-old last year eight, so I think around the same time for the fifteen-year-old, around eight or nine, was around the time. Just let them know that hey, look, if you're able to walk into my room, kind of open up the closet door, you know, reach, get a chair if they had to, and, and grab that what's up, what's up there on my in my uh, room, then they're going to have to uh, know exactly the responsibilities of doing that. The consequences, not only for themselves, but for mom and dad, mm-hmm. what would happen to them and the entire family. 
So there's that. And then, you know, I also expose them, too. Uh, you know, I've, they've gone to the shooting range. They, they know exactly uh, what, what that gun's capable of. Gotcha. Or should I say gun? So, wow. you know, I, they know. The 15-year-old in, in particular knows. And I, I think the 9-year-old, I mean, he's there. But, of course, he would never handle one until I feel comfortable. You start him up at, uh, you know? at, at 8. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. You. Uh, five spot. We've got uh, five callers. And do your kids... Uh, how do you teach your kids about guns? Uh, the big story is three kids in Arizona. They've gotten their hands on guns the last few days. How do you keep the guns away from your kids? Uh, Dan in Phoenix, go ahead. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah, I've got a 16-year-old and a 10-year-old, uh, both girls. Um, right. I do take them shooting with me, mm-hmm. so they're not scared to use the gun, but they know it's, you know, like the last call said, it's how you educate them. They know it's something that's only done with me. Um, I keep them locked in a safe, of course, and they have no desire. Uh, they would never go and touch the guns without me around, and uh, we make sure they're not able to be locked in a safe as well. Yep. All right. Gotcha. That's 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 being a responsible gun owner. Here is Nick on KTAR. Uh, Nick, how do you keep the guns away from your kids? Hey, guys. Uh, it's all about training and safety. So my kids both know um, they've gone through courses. We go twice a year, and... Uh, my 12-year-old is active. She fires the guns, no problem. And I have a 5-year-old girl. Um, she obviously does not fire a gun right now, but she is very well aware and knows what a gun is. Hmm. All right. Uh, last caller, uh, Bobby in Phoenix on KTAR. Bobby is a gun owner. When you hear us talk about three kids got their hands on guns and they're little kids, what, what goes through your mind as a, as a good gun owner? To be honest with you, I would honestly blame it on their parents. Yeah. Everybody wants to coddle a child and keep them away from guns, but if you have a weapon in your home and you make them feel comfortable around it, they know it's no longer a toy. I've instilled it in my children that when you pull that trigger when we're hunting, that animal will never see its mother or father again. Wow. It's not a toy. Mm. It's is serious business and you have a child that my guns are not locked up not to say that they can't take them but they could take my bow and shoot someone just as quick as they could shoot someone with a pistol why don't you lock your guns up because i raised my children the same way i was raised there was a loaded weapon under every bed under every couch and you knew not to play with them because they were not toys. Gotcha. And gotcha. when you go, when they go to their friends' homes <clears throat> and they go, oh, look what I found. They know little Billy found a gun and it's not a toy. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Good. All right. Five spot. We put five of you on the spot about a new story everybody's talking about. These three kids in Arizona getting guns probably from their home. And we asked you, how do you keep your kids away from the guns? Up next, migrants have found their way around the Great Wall of Ducey. Next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, Chad is off this week. He's on vacation. we got Bruce St. James in today. Thank you for having me, Chad. And, and you too, kid. What, did I do nothing here? <laughs> Chopped liver. <laughs> I don't even think Chad knows. <laughs> I know. I asked for you. <laughs> 
<laughs> Chad is in, b- b- blissfully unaware of what's <laughs> going on back what's at the station. Careless. He's on vacation. That's funny. All right, let's talk about the Great Wall of Ducey. All right, so, so we've talked about the shipping containers uh, and how they've been put at the wall. Yes. And you put one shipping container on top of another. And so um, there's a 1,000 feet of them. Thousand feet of shipping containers. Yeah, thousand feet of shipping containers. And as I've said, I've kind of gone back and forth on this. I liked it at the beginning. Then I didn't like it because I found out that, you know, Biden, who's done nothing on the border, actually uh, has allocated some money to put up a real wall. Now, when when that's going to get done, it's supposed to be done this year. I'm not holding my breath on Joe Biden. Okay, so maybe that's why Ducey did it. Um, But what we found out, you know, a short time ago is that, you know, if you go to the Great Wall of Ducey, if you go to where the shipping containers are, right at the beginning, the first one that you see, it's right next to that brown big wall. That's right, high, the, the, right. the existing wall, yeah. right? Okay. You, if you walk a thousand feet of shipping containers, if you walk along okay. the shipping containers, a thousand feet, you come to nothing and you could walk right in. Really? Yeah. Wise man. Steve Zinsmeister, how long does it take to walk 1,000 feet? Well, I suppose that depends on how fast you're walking. Okay. Uh, how about three miles per hour? Yeah, the average human walks two and a half to four miles per hour. So let's go with three. It All would right. take you four minutes to go from end to end. So- <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, can I... I, I, did, I did math, and I, uh, I did use my phone. Okay, go ahead. Four minutes. The shipping containers are 40 feet long. Okay. 1,000 feet of shipping containers... Are twenty five shipping containers? Okay, there are only twenty five there. That's a thousand feet of shipping container. Okay, so they only need twenty five shipping. There's twenty five shipping containers long, too too high, right? Yes. So it's a total of fifty shipping containers. Yeah. That, by the way, we spent six million. Jesus Christ! And we saw a guy up there, by the way, <laughs> that like was just five, sitting five point eight well, million too much. He was just sitting there on top of the of the. Uh, on I saw top the one of- where they got and they knocked him over. One guy knocked it over. Possibly not. All right. So, okay. How long? So, how long does Thousand it take? Feet. Four minutes? Thousand feet, four minutes. And that's if you walk at three miles per hour. If you slightly jog, you'll probably do it in like two and a half. <laughs> how, how, how am I supposed to know how fast I walk? I don't know. The, he, why is three miles, the average, average three? Two to four miles per hour. We're going to okay, need one of those three. speed traps they use. <laughs> so, we test it out. We put 1,000 feet of shipping containers up. 25 shipping containers long. Where it takes. Four minutes to walk from the very beginning of it mm-hmm. to the very end of it, and then not, there's nothing stopping anyone at the end of it. They just walk on in. That doesn't sound like it was worth it. That does not sound like it was worth well, it. Well, and the argument is, I'm, I'm, I, this isn't just devil's advocate because there is some some science behind this. The argument is, is in the high traffic areas, you put up the barriers. Okay. And you funnel the traffic to areas where maybe it's easier to police and it's easier to to capture people. The problem being is if it's only 25 shipping containers long, I don't think you've really diverted <laughs> traffic that much. You have just four got, minutes. There's a bigger backup on the 60 right now. <laughs> you know, I mean, like this. I, we, Some people are driving it. Some people are driving the 1,000 feet. But do they have like a taxi? They got like Mexican Uber set up? I don't know. That they know. take you from one end of the shipping containers to the other? Here's one of the arguments that it's a good thing. If you, this is, so if Yuma had 10 gaps in the wall, okay. it's much more difficult for the Border Patrol to deal with 
No, that doesn't make sense either. <laughs> that doesn't make sense either. I got all right. If you have ten, if you have ten gaps in the Yuma wall and you close the gap, now, to, you, now you have three. Oh, oh okay. say, I was given the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you had three. Uh, what do we got? Nine now? Are there nine? Well, and, and customs, Not, customs and border patrol have said there's been no change whatsoever in the amount of people. Or the number of people that they've... It, uh, it's not slowing it down? No. All right, but are they funneling people over to where the Border Patrol can capture them? Not necessarily, because if we understand this correctly, we need to look on Google Earth. Wise man, look on Google Earth. What Check do you on want? Google I Earth. I had it pulled up. It's really hard to see like any sort of border wall. How okay. did you have it pulled up when we didn't tell you to pull it up? I pulled it up earlier. Like, it's like radar. Is what he is. Okay, so what this do you got? Guy. I mean, there's really, you can't see the border wall on Google Earth. Okay. I'm looking at the border, though. You like, would think you could see it. Mm. Well, but also, too, like the shipping containers were just put there in the last couple of weeks. How so. often does Google Earth update? <laughs> I'm guessing not in the last okay, couple of weeks. Okay, you find that out while okay, we're doing this thing. I don't have any idea how that works. So, but here's, here's, here's the thing. If it's just funneling people over to the tribal land. Which is what it's doing. Right. Where, yeah. the, where, the, where the last shipping container is. Right. The 25th shipping container. Um, the tribal land is miles and miles long. And we can't put anything on And the Customs and Border Patrol aren't policing that area. So what's, what problem did you solve? I don't know. You have a 1,000 feet of uh, different colored uh, shipping containers and... $6 million worth. And $6 million worth. Good I don't know. Grief. All right. Uh, still to come on uh, the show, uh, we're going to talk about this. Can teacher burnout be solved with a wooden stick? What? Wait until you hear this story. It's a Gatos and Chad show with Bruce. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad show. All right, Bruce is in for Chad. Uh, there's a uh, new way mm-hmm. um, that school districts are trying to get teachers less stressed. <laughs> I know. Because there's a growing number of schools, obviously here in Arizona, around the country, uh, they're trying to explore new ways to support teachers' mental health because it has been a brutal few years. COVID, um, obviously politicians are against, a lot of politicians are against teachers. Low pay. Low pay is I hear about that all the time. Right. Um, So here's, they're sending them, there's like school districts are sending teachers to like, workshops on burnout okay now i would just say you know what why don't you pay them more i don't think they'll be nearly as burnt out now that might be an easy i know they're still going to have a ton of work to do but at least they're going to get paid okay and i think that makes it a little bit easier you'll put up with you'll put up with a certain amount of crap for the right dollars right right okay okay all right so I'm at the age where I don't put up with crap. No, so. I, 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 I never put up with crap. Neither did you, and you know it. I don't do it. All right. So here's the deal. These uh, workshops yeah. on burnout, here's what they're doing. I'm ready. Uh, they're playing. They, they have everybody in like this. It looks to me, I'm looking at it, it looks like a big ballroom with tables. Like in a hotel. Yeah. see something. Okay. Okay. All right. So what they do is oh, they boy. start playing some rock music. Okay. They hand the educators wooden sticks. Where are we going with And this? they tell them, start pounding on the tables to the beat of the song. Oh, okay. To the beat of the song. <laughs> right, right. And before long, you have some of these teachers banging on the walls or whatever else they can find 
some of them are laughing, some of them are dancing, uh, and the person, I know, this is stupid. I'm, like, I'm the, really trying to the, follow. The person that's running this says, rhythm makes uh, 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 the body heal, if you will. It sounds to me like you are a millisecond away. You're one teacher away from swinging that stick, hitting <laughs> right. another one, yeah. and starting a full-out brawl in what? the middle of this thing. So that you're going to have a ballroom with tables and teachers yeah. given, like, you know, a stick. <laughs> Why don't you just go to the gym? Why do you have to go from like, Arizona to New Mexico and go to one of these, you know, stress reducing, you know, classroom creative bullcrap? I don't get it. I mean, they're just trying to like yoga. Then they do yoga. And I'm like, they could do all this by themselves. Aren't there rage rooms they can go to? Have you ever been to a rage room where you go in? My and life just... is a rage room. But no, I, I've never. I've heard about these. This is a place where you go, like break things, right? Like you can throw plates on the ground or break a glass pane, right? You break a bunch of crap, and it makes you feel better. I guess. I guess I've never done it. I've never done it. I just don't understand why we're doing this. I mean, how do you solve the problem of teacher stress? Do teachers feel if teachers felt more supported? Is is that part of it? Oh, and again, sure. I don't I don't hang out with a bunch of teachers. Contrary to well, popular remember, belief, I married a teacher. I'm aware. I'm trying <laughs> to lead into this, Gatos. That you have insight into this. Yeah. That what is at the root of the problem? Is it strictly money? No. It, it's it isn't some of it like how they're a lot of red tape perceived yeah. the, 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 the bureaucracy. There's okay. a lot. There's too much grading. Uh, the, you know, my, Do teachers in every other state feel this as well? Yeah. Or is it unique in Arizona? I just know Arizona. Okay. Yeah. We, you didn't marry any other teachers in not. any other states? No. Not to our knowledge. I did not. Not to my okay. knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So in Arizona, they're getting paid less than everybody. Yeah. Uh, in Arizona. Like 50 out of 50, right? right? Right. Yet a legislature in Arizona called them educational terrorists. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, you see these school board meetings. They're they're insane, and there's a shortage right on top of 2, that. Two thousand three hundred teacher jobs are available, and so they're stretched thin. Yeah, so your classrooms have more kids in it, more grading. Uh, you know, you've got to. You know, the one thing you know, teachers usually get this time during the day, like a forty minute period, where they do lesson planning. Lesson that's gone, gone too, that's gone. because they got to go and cover somebody else's classroom. So that, that and the kids are a joy. They all come to school wanting to learn. No, eager, no, not that either. No. Okay. Wow, this doesn't sound like a job I'm interested. In. So, <laughs> so grab a wooden stick, start pounding on a table. Beat the walls. A two-day workshop on burnout. What a joke. (laughs) It's like Led Zeppelin staying in a hotel. Kick the crap out of it. All right. More of the uh, Gatos and Chad show with uh, Bruce in today coming up next.